This is Original Six. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. Thank you for listening. This is Original Six, the only podcast about the Toronto Maple Leafs, hosted by three guys named Paul, Zach, and Ryan, I think. (laughs) I don't know, but that's a stretch. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Ryan, as always, joined by my industry insiders, Paul Ananitis, Zach Kamalin. Boys, how's it hanging? As I always say, I'm fired up. I'm always fired up, especially because the Leafs are playing today up. too. So recording the party and watching the Leaf game, it's a good day. It's a good day. Yeah, feeling good. Wow. That's it. Zach's just feeling good. Just, just a man I'm of a few good. words. I'm feeling – I'm not fired up, but I'm feeling like – you know how it's warm outside and like the snow is melting? Like I'm feeling like that kind of warm, like a nice warm. Nice. Okay, warm. that's specific. I could do for a nice warm. Yeah. Since nobody asked me, I'm doing well also. Thank you. How are, how are you, Ryan? Oh, wow. Thanks for asking, Zach. I'm doing really well. You know, the Leafs are playing well. They play four times this week. So, you know, I could be in an even better mood or an even worse mood. We don't know. New That's episode true. of Riverdale tomorrow and then the season finale of WandaVision on Friday. So I'm fired up. Fired up. I'm such a nerd. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, you said it, not me. That's fine. I've been called worse. Okay. (laughs) All right, let's move into some hockey. That's what everyone's here for, or because they're obligated, because they love us. Thank you for uh, for joining us today. Welcome back to the potty, episode six. Today is March 3rd. This is the third month that we're recording something in. Our first uh, episode was in January. Did a few in February, and here we are in March. So thanks for uh, sticking along for a quarter of the year, give or take. Not really. Don't worry about the math. I totally lost Poor my media. thought there. Yeah, exactly. No matter. <laughs> um, before we get into it, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Original Six Podcast. And if you are listening to this on a podcast streaming service like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, help us out. Follow us, subscribe, and leave us a review. Tell us how you f- how you think we are. I mean, be honest. So five stars, of course. But uh, <laughs> but let us know. What you like, some, give us some constructive criticism. We won't listen anyways. Just go for it. Go nuts. I mean, I think I would listen to it, but Ryan probably won't. It's okay. No, definitely not. I'm not the reader of the group. Uh, anyway, let's move on to <laughs> hockey. Uh, Paul, I'll, I'm going to throw it to you right away mm-hmm. because I th- you, you took the cake this week. How yes, did the buds, I did. How did the buds do? 3-0-0, baby positivity at its finest. That's what I say. Positivity always wins. Ryan, the last game was like, boys, bad feeling about this, but I think my prediction's going to be correct. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's going to go 3-0-0. We're going we're gonna to spank them. And guess what happened? We spanked them. I've, uh, I've been dethroned for my three weeks in a row of correctly guessing the Leafs record. That's an original six record now, though. So we're all aiming to get more than three weeks correct. Yeah. And Zach's, Zach's just sitting out here, haven't gotten one right yet. Hey, uh, I predicted a hat trick out of nowhere, so I'm going to stay on that. And That's true. Definitely mention that at least eight more times this season. But That's true. All right. Fair enough. So in our week, uh, since our last episode, we had three games. 
a 2-1 overtime win versus the Calgary Flames, and then back-to-back shutouts versus the Edmonton Oilers. As always, we'll do a quick little breakdown of those games. So I'll start us off with the first game, the 2-1 overtime dub versus the Flames. Uh, it was a pretty good game for the Leafs. Uh, they played well overall. They outpaced, out, outscored, evidently, in the end, and outshot. I think they really outplayed Calgary. Um, but that was the game where Big Save Dave, Dave Riddick, was on <laughs> fire. The Leafs had tons of chances. He had big stops against Tavares, Mikheyev, Barabanov. Like, it seemed like we were all over him, and yet Big Save Dave was there. Um, so basically, uh, it was a 0-0 game for a while. Manjipani scored with 3 minutes and 27 seconds left, which was the first goal of the game. And it made it one nothing for the Flames. We pulled our goalie. Elias Lindholm hits the post on an empty net. Keeps the game one nothing. Play goes the other way. Huge scramble in front. It's like a dog pile. Will Nye, the hockey guy, on his knees, puts it in. Kind of a not reviewable play, but a little all over the place. It counts one all overtime. Keith decides to go with Matthews and Marner to start overtime. And then, sorry, Tavares and Marner. And then the second forwards were Matthews Nylander. Matthews on the blue line, dishes it to Willie, streaking in. And the rest is history. Will Nye is no longer on a goalless drought, but a goal-scoring streak. And we played a good game. It was a solid dub. And uh, that kind of, uh, in a good way, snowball affected us for the other two games. So take it away, boys. Yeah. Um, just to speak on that game, I was so worried that we were going to get back-to-back shutout against Calgary because they'd beaten us 3 nothing before that. And then we didn't get that. We got that last one from Willie, like, super late. So thank goodness for that. And then the coin flipped. And so it was a 4 nothing Leafs win over Edmonton on Saturday. And Nylander decided to stay hot and score the first goal of the game on the power play. Thank goodness, because our power play percentage over the, like, three games before that was, like, zero for, like, 200,000. So oh, for 11, bad. actually. 11 is 200,000. In my opinion, that's 200,000. But that, That's fair. Anyway, so, yeah, came out Nylander with a power play goal. Marner also had a goal in the first period. Jason Spezza had a vintage Vintage goal, fake the clapper, go to the outside, stuff at top cheese. Ridiculous, ridiculous. And then Zach Hyman decided he was going to be Patrick Kane and like <laughs> fought off Darnell. Scored Nurse. 400 goals in one. Yeah, he scored all of, all of Patrick Kane's 400 goals were not as good as this okay. Zach Hyman goal. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's definitely a stretch. That's, that's a huge stretch. It's a massive like, stretch. I take that back because Kane's ridiculous. But anyway, Zach Hyman did a little deke, roofed it over Mike Smith for a 4 nothing win. Jack Campbell making his first start in a month, his third start of the season, 30 saves, and after getting hit in the head by Tyler Ennis at the side of the net, seems to tweak something in his leg, plays two periods after that to still secure the shutout and shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl. I just need to interject. That bugged me so much because I remember the three of us have our group chat. We were talking. Yeah. Uh, I think the hit on Campbell came, was it the first or second period right before intermission? I think the first. First period. It was right before the first intermission. 
and I was saying he's he's hurt. So like you don't get hit in the head like that weird angle kind of on the side of the net. I was like, just take him out. Just don't risk further injury by playing him the rest of the game. And that's exactly what happened earlier in the season when he first got injured. Yeah. Is we saw him, you know, get up kind of weirdly making a save and he played through it. He got the win, sure. But is it worth the cost if it's going to further his injury? We're kind of going to touch on this a bit later if it's like a day-to-day kind of thing. But, you know, Freddie's still out. And yeah. thankfully, Hutchinson has played well. I know, Paul, you're going to touch on that. But we can't afford more injuries. No, we can't. So, the last game was on Monday. Another shutout, 3 nothing win against Edmonton. And we started a little bit flat-footed. I, I, Edmonton came out flying. But luckily, uh, Zach Patrick Kane-Hyman scores the first goal of the game, a nice, a nice feed in front and a nice backhand goal. And Willie staying on his hot streak. And Ryan will touch a little bit about how he thinks that because Nylander, he picked up Nylander off fantasy. That's why he's doing well. But, you know, Ryan will talk about that later. It's thanks to me. Willie, with an absolutely filthy backhand goal, I did not expect that one bit. But it was a nice, nice backhand. And then Morgan Riley getting the power play goal. So thankfully, we scored another power play goal. Obviously, one for four that game. It wasn't the greatest, but I'll take it because we got the 3 nothing win. And we played the – so touching on Zach's game against Edmonton and mine, I think that was the most well-rounded two-way game I've ever seen the Leafs play in a long, long time. And I think you guys can agree on that because yeah. even though we didn't have a lot of shots the last game, we got outshot 31-23. to 23. These two games are the definition of stop McDavid and dry sidle, you win the game. Which – Exactly. Which makes sense because Edmonton is a two-player team. And some stats. So in the first game, <laughs> Zach's laughing. He knows Shots it's true. fired. It's facts, though. It's facts. In the, first, in the first game, McDavid only had one shot and was a minus three. They couldn't really produce anything. And in the second game, the same thing. He had more shots and was a, a, an even plus minus. But they still his shots weren't... Very high scoring, except for a couple. The one breakaway that Hutchinson saved. And honestly, you have to give credit to where credit's due. Our backup goalies, since Freddie has been out, have been playing absolutely fantastic. They've been, they have been 6-1-0 with a combined save percentage of 946 and two shutouts. So you got to be happy with the way the team's playing right now, and hopefully we can continue it going into next week. Yeah. Uh, the backup goaltending has been amazing, frankly. I think I heard some statistics saying earlier in the week when the Leafs got their fifth win from a goalie who was not Frederick Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, that didn't happen for the Leafs last season until the 55th game. Something absurd like that. Jeez. Albeit Franderson. Wow, that's a new one. Frederick Anderson is injured. <laughs> So the backups have got a little bit more time. Maybe I'll start calling him Franderson. I don't know. Uh, I think that sounds good. But the backups have been good. Hear this. In the three games we've played in the last week, Calgary, Edmonton, Edmonton, the, the goalies combined, so Hutchinson and Campbell, a .987 save percentage and a 0.33 goals against average. That's insane. That comes not even uh, half a goal. That comes against the likes of Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Matthew, Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk, Johnny Goudreau, 
Is that sustainable? Who got hit in the face after the fact? Yes. Is that sustainable? No, but I'll take it. It's pretty damn good. Uh, So a very good week. Definitely in part why I'm in such a good mood. Uh, (laughs) Take a look at the standings. The Leafs are 17-4-2. Jeez. I can't even express how long I've been... Leafs Nation has been waiting to have a record like this. And everyone outside of Leafs Nation right now has this huge asterisk. Like, it's not a real season. It's the North Division. Blah, blah, blah. 17-4-2. But if you you look at it... If you if you look at it like, I know we we can't we can't really pick who we're playing, and we've been dominating the North Division as people have been saying so far. So Leafs fans should not think of this as oh we're playing bad teams, but like we can we know we can beat these teams consistently. If we haven't been doing that, it'd be a problem. And I was uh, seeing Steve Dangle's tweets like I always do, and last year at this time. The Leafs were 9-10-4. We just lost that game against Vegas where Flurry made that absolutely ridiculous save at the end. And the next and the next couple of days, Babcock was fired. So you gotta see how we've been doing since that since a year's past. And yes, I've heard people, so many people say, Oh, it's the North Division, it's easy. But we're we've been dominating. Like okay, here's- Leafs, Leafs Nation can't be mad about like, have- they can't be mad about anything. I have even more beef. I yes. might as well make a stew at this point. Oh, beef stew? <laughs> beef stew. That sounds oh, really wow. bad. Don't watch Bench Warmers <laughs> if you want beef stew. I love Bench Warmers. Great movie. You should watch it. Uh, here's my beef. We are probably one of the most injury-riddled teams this season so far. I don't know the exact man games. I don't know if that's a huge hockey concept. It's a big baseball concept. But us, yeah. it seems like the Blackhawks who are also doing incredibly well, uh, considering their injury situation, have been riddled with injuries. So that's one. We're injured. We're still, we're still doing this. Number two, we've played how many games against the best player in the world? Three of which, without our best player, all have been Ws. Matthews has not played three games this season, all coming against the Oilers, all Leafs victories. Wayne Simmons... If you ask anyone in Leafs Nation, instantly a huge part of our team has already been out for a month. Yeah. Picked up the slack. You know, it's like everyone has this argument. It's the North Division, bad goaltending, bad defense, only offensive teams. It's the NHL, okay? It's the National Hockey League. It is the best hockey league in the world. If you are 17-4-2... You best be putting some respect on the name. That's my beef. I think Ryan took Paul's rant this week. Yeah. And good for him because I didn't really have a rant. So that's my beef. <laughs> yeah, I, at, if we look, like Steve Dangle said this as well. If you look at what Chicago is doing without Taves, without Kirby Doc, without Brent Seabrook, who may or may not have been playing regardless, injury or not, um, look at what they're doing look at what kevin lankinen is doing and against some good teams but also against some bottom feeder teams like detroit columbus hasn't been fantastic and everyone's so happy for chicago the blackhawks this and i'm loving it but why can't we also give some love 
Is it Toronto Maple Leaf? That's all I ask, okay? No okay. one, like, there's no, no one's going to give love to the Toronto Maple Leafs. No one. Let me, let me hit you with some stats. I feel like Ryan now. Like, hit me. Let me hit you with some Hit stats. me. You can be the dealer in our game of blackjack. In, in, oh, in the top 10 in scoring, in points, I'm just, I'm quickly check, double checking, but there's, out of the top 10, six of these players play in the North Division. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, Mark Shifley, and Brock Besser. All play in the North Division. Two of those are Toronto Maple Leafs, but the other four are not. And then you look at the Leafs' goal differential, second best in the NHL with plus 26. I had that written down also. I had that, I had that one right in front of me too, so. Tampa's ahead at plus 32, but that, that's Tampa, so whatever. But plus 26. Tampa's goal differential, like their goals, four goals against, is just disgusting. Yeah, I, so. I just, I think we have 81 goals for, they have 71, but they've played three less games, so it kind of evens out there. But we've played mm-hmm. well defensively. It hasn't mm-hmm. been, we haven't always been shooting our way out of things. It's Hold on, can I, can I stop you? Zach, did you hear what you just said? Like, do you need to pinch yourself? I think I do. I honestly, like, the you just uttered, well with, with all seriousness, you just uttered the words, we've been playing well defensively. <laughs> Leafs Nation hasn't heard that in like three, four years, maybe. I was gonna say like 30, 40 years, maybe. Yeah, it's well, been fantastic. I'm so happy right now. I, I have a message to Leafs Nation. Just enjoy the ride. Just enjoy it. We're playing well. They have an exciting team. We look poised to be a, a relatively big buyer come trade deadline. You know. If this is the year the Leafs make it out of the first round and whatever, and I know the playoff format is different, you got to take advantage of your situation. Everyone's going to beat up on the Leafs. It's the North Division. I get it. But what if they didn't win the North Division? What if they weren't playing this well? Wouldn't that be a bigger problem? So my message, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the games. Cheer on Matthews as he tries to get 50 goals in 53 games because he's been injured, which won't happen now, but no. <laughs> Just enjoy the ride. Have fun with it. Hockey is supposed to be fun. Entertainment. Use it as escapism during probably the worst two years of anyone's life outside of hockey. Yeah, honestly. And before we get into the next segment, to add to Ryan's beef, as everyone has been saying, we've been playing offensive teams. Right? So, doesn't that mean us playing defensively is is a positive Everyone's been saying we've been playing the most offensive teams in, in the NHL. It's the most offensive league, and, and we still have the second best goal differential in the entire league. Take, Take that, that, America. Mm. <laughs> Take that for stats. Yeah. Moving on. Boom. All right, so that was week in review. I don't know. It was a little bit of like life in review. That was like two years in review. Yeah. Um, let's go on to some latest news. Breaking news, whatever you want to call it, news. Um, we have a whole bunch of stuff written here, so we'll kind of go into some detail. I have some next-level thinking going on in one of these. We did touch on goalies not named Franderson. I'm going to stick with it. Franderson. It's got a nice ring to it. Um, if we go into the injury report, we kind of touched about this as well. Matthews and Campbell, uh, day-to-day. We'll see. Maybe they play tonight. Maybe they don't. It's a back-to-back tonight and tomorrow. So hopefully Hutch, Campbell, one and one Or if Freddie comes back, Freddie and one of them. 
Uh, Anderson kind of still dealing with this lower body injury. And like I said before, Wayne Simmons has already been out a month and his original timetable was give or take six weeks. So we should, 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 should be Simmons, be Simmons, be seeing Wayne Simmons back in the lineup in two weeks, give or take. Hopefully we could have a whole episode dedicated on where in the lineup he should go now that everyone's playing well, but we'll, we'll save that for when he comes back or when he's really close. The next, what I want to go into are some trade rumors. And as always, the Leafs are involved in every rumor under the sun because it's the Maple Leafs. Always. Last week, we spoke about Mikhail Granlund. This yep. week, I want to touch on another Nashville Predator player who has had a lot of buzz about him, but not as mainstream media buzz. I don't know if that makes sense. In Philip Forsberg. So Nashville came out with their untouchable list. Players that we will not trade included Yossi, Ellis, Pecorene. Everyone else is open game. Send us an offer, basically what they're saying. Because Nashville, 10-12-0, hot garbage. Yeah. The only thing going for them right now is Philip Forsberg. He's got, he's got 19 points in 22 games, so he's been their best producer so far for sure. So, so I did a little dive into what is Philip Forsberg. And how trading for him makes a lot of sense for the Maple Leafs and actually goes along with previous trade structures that the Maple Leafs have made. Okay, let's hear Ryan's I'm breakdown. very smart right now. So let me have this moment. glasses on. Like, you guys can't see him, but he's got glasses on. Yeah, they're blue light glasses because oh. I have confident no, I, <laughs> I, I was gonna say something i can't say on this this uh, episode here, here, here got we go. confidence big brain energy yeah bbe um so philip forsberg six million dollars aav and average annual value so it makes six million bucks against the cap each year obviously like we talked about in previous episodes prorated so if you acquire him halfway through the season it's like a half rate kind of thing and he has one more year left on his contract. So he has the rest of this season, one more season. What Leafs acquisition does that remind you of that they made at the trade deadline in recent memory? Jake Muzzin. Hmm. He acquired him at the deadline and he had one more year of control in his contract and now he's on his four-year deal. Become like a mainstay Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman. So that's the first similarity. Second, trying to read my notes here they are very messy the trade kind <laughs> of aspect that i'm seeing here is that if the leafs are trading for philip forsberg we could see the leafs getting the predators to retain part of forsberg's cap hit in the trade which means for the rest of his contract they take on whatever percentage that they come to agreement to so let's say they take two out of the six million dollars like a 33 percent then the leafs can technically make the deal more affordable because it takes up less space on their cap, which is something they did with what other recent acquisition they made, Tyson Berry. Okay, so that's the second similarity. That one didn't work out so well, but I'm just looking at contract and trade structure. Now, what we can look at is who could possibly go the other way. Nylander's on the rise. I don't think it's him. He He should be too valuable to trade. He should be. 
his his six point nine million dollar contract will look like a steal. Yeah. In a couple of years, when he starts producing more and more and more. So here's here's my thing. We have Muzzin coming back. We've kind of put him on the back burner for now. This is what I'm thinking. Pierre Engvall has kind of sort of cemented himself as a good, solid third-line center. Do you guys agree? Yep. Yes. Simmons comes back. Engvall's our third-line center. Who becomes expendable? Alexander Kerfoot. Exactly. Kerfoot becomes expendable and probably our most valuable trade asset that the Leafs are willing to give up. Agreed. So if, if I'm making a trade with the Predators for Philip Forsberg, which I think if we were to acquire him without losing one of our core four forwards, makes us a legitimate contender even more so, I could see a trade with Kerfoot, mm-hmm. a first-round pick, yeah, one or two prospects, similar like we saw in some previous trades, some relatively high-touted prospects like uh, Tempe Niemi, Niemela. I don't know. How oh yeah, Niemela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, something like that. I don't think they trade uh, Amarov, who we just selected 15th overall in the draft. So Kerfoot, a first-round pick, and one or two prospects for Philip Forsberg with some amount of his salary retained by Nashville. And the Leafs could also involve a third team in the trade. A rebuilding team doesn't have a huge cap hit. I'm just going to throw out New Jersey right now. Let's say New Jersey gets involved in the trade, takes on $1 million of cap from Mm -hmm. Forsberg's salary, and we send them a pick. Second round pick, third round pick. We give them a pick. They can handle the cap for a season and a half. Brings, so if if Nashville were to retain two million and let's say New Jersey won, that means for a season and a half we get Philip Forsberg at three million dollars AAV. That's a steal. That's my that's my. Ryan Savine insider trading. Bob McKenzie, <laughs> I'm coming for ya. Yeah, honestly, that's that's my thing. That's, I think it's a great deal. What do you guys think? I mean, from what you've said, I think it makes complete sense, especially the three-way trade with the relief of cap space, especially because the Leafs don't have that much. And honestly, if we don't lose any of our core players, Philip Forsberg would be a great addition. He's fantastic. 19 points in 22 games, good power play uh, guy. Good all-around forward. I'd like it. I really would. Yeah. I always I always hesitate when I hear first-round pick, especially when it's leaving us. But I think I have to remember that this is not the Leafs that are still trying to gather picks, still trying to get people. Like, this is a team that if we do well this season, we're not going to – like, our first-round pick is not going to be in the top 15. Like, uh, like, please, don't be in the top 15, essentially. So, like, that's not bad. And Philip Forsberg is a good player. Can you imagine Forsberg in that top six? Man, oh just okay, let me let me go, let me that power play unit would be even. Let me more just disgusting. let me just tickle your taste buds here. That that oh, expression please. should never be used again. But <laughs> first line, first Yuck. line, first line. Interchange, Thornton or Hyman, whoever you want to go. 
I like Thornton because Hyman's kind of found himself a role on the third line. We'll get into that. So let's go Thornton, Matthews, Marner. Mm-hmm. Forsberg, Tavares, Nylander. Oh, Monday. that would like, be the, I think that would be the spark Tavares needs. Like Ursh Magersh, that would be absurd. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's like if I took over my NHL, like NHL 20, and I just turned off like the value things. And I made trades how I wanted. Yeah, you put uh, trade difficulty on easy and turned off salary cap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the crazy, do that. the crazy part is that that is an actual realistic possibility in this season. I will also say in my kind of Kerfoot trade, Kerfoot makes three and a half million against the cap. So in that trade, we actually would shed half a million dollars in salary cap. That's wild. Kyle Dubas, if you're listening... I Get got the glasses. Going. Hire me. <laughs> yeah. Hi- hire me, please. Hire the original six podcast. Yeah, all three of us. Um, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, all three of us. That's fine. Um, also been some trade rumors uh, kind of swirling with Ricard Raquel of the Anaheim Ducks. Least possibly interested. I like Philip Forsberg a lot more, but mm-hmm. Ricard Raquel could sound nice also. We'll see what happens. I have a feeling, this is what I'll end off the, the trade side of it. I have a feeling if the Leafs are making a quote-unquote deadline deal, it will likely come pretty significantly before the deadline with the whole crossing the border quarantine COVID process. Yeah, agreed. Because that two-week quarantine the, really hits. Yeah, it would take out a good chunk of post-deadline play. Let's move on. A topic I'll jump to that um, never really thought I'd hear about or be talking about. Will Sid the Kid be traded? A lot of rumors and word going around. Is Sid the no longer kid but kind of old man going to be traded? (laughs) That's a long name. But realistically, it does make sense for Pittsburgh. They haven't been playing very well. They won their two cups back-to-back, and since then it's just been downhill. Crosby and Malkin taking the majority of the cap hit in Pittsburgh. They are a rebuilding team. So it does make sense, but will Pittsburgh trade their franchise player since Crosby's been drafted? I don't know. Could they trade Malkin? It's a possibility. and We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I got to go against you there, Paul. I, I can't see Crosby being traded. But, I mean, I'm sure people didn't think Gretzky was going to get traded out of Edmonton either. So, that's the only thing against mm-hmm. that. But, no, I can't see Crosby getting traded. He said he wants to finish his career in Pittsburgh. I believe that Pittsburgh management wants him to finish his career there. I can see them going in the offseason and trading 29 other players and getting 29 <laughs> new players to their team. And the one person they won't trade is Crosby. I don't think they'll ever trade Sidney Crosby. I think he'll stay there despite – rebuild despite anything i see him finishing his career in pittsburgh to be fair though i think i think crosby would be a good part of the rebuild because he's so skilled such a veteran presence three stanley cups he could really help those young players develop and have a role model for the future right but then you have to ask yourself can he do that taking up as much as the cap hit as he does for the next for however many years Malkin makes more than Crosby. Still, I Gretzky's been traded. Anyone is tradable. I think Jim Rutherford steps down because he wants to make those moves, doesn't have the kahunas to do it. 
<laughs> Ryan Burke, not afraid to make big moves. Ron Hextall, pretty out there kind of guy. Both coming into Pittsburgh. I think if you this way this is what could happen. If you want to have a very slow, drawn-out rebuild, you keep him. Let him retire as a penguin. Cinder Cinderella story, you know, you get your page in the newspaper. Congrats. If you want to rebuild properly, you get rid of them while their value is high. Yeah. Get some picks, get some prospects, start your rebuild. Get some That's salary me. cap. I'm not a general manager, nor will I probably ever be. Never be in that position. But nonetheless, my guess, Crosby to the Colorado Avalanche. He's going to go play with his East Coast buddy, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. And that would be just, no, no, no. I don't want to see that. The main main piece coming the other way, Bowen Byram with picks and other prospects. I thought you were going to say Kadri. No, he's coming (laughs) back to the Leafs one day. I hope so. Let's let's stick with some other teams. Craziness going on in Buffalo right now. It seems like there's a fire sale. Straight out of like COD zombies going on. Like everything's buy cheap, buy now. Buffalo is just an absolute massacre yeah. right now. Like they signed, they signed Taylor Hall to a one-year deal. Proof I knew that deal. was going to be crap. He has one goal, right? One goal. Yeah. He's got one yeah. goal. There's like his, like his contract here. Man, they're they're so bad. So. Trade rumors start to swirl. Jack Eichel rumored wants out. Doesn't want to be there anymore. You know, he was supposed to be the savior. Not working. Something else is going wrong. Mm-hmm. Trade rumors. Hearing he could maybe find himself a spot with the New York Rangers. I've also heard some rumors about him going to the Bruins. But they oh, probably God, have no. to give up. <laughs> they would probably <laughs> have to give up more than they would want. In order Hell to no. Get him. Uh, Not the Bruins. So here's here's my interesting part. The the package to get Eichel would be steep. Very. And one of the other problems going on in Buffalo is a guy named Jeff Skinner who makes nine million dollars a year. He's been, he hasn't even been playing. Nine million dollars a year to sit in the stands, not even on the bench. Because the Rangers have lots of money as an organization, do they call the Sabers? What's up? We want Eichel. We will take Jeff Skinner in the trade only to then buy him out because they have the money to afford him and in doing so have to give up less in order to receive Jack Eichel. To go back to your stat, Jeff Skinner has zero goals and one assist this season in 17 games played and a minus four. So he doesn't even have a goal. And he's making $9 million. I I think with, with Skinner specifically, either the Sabres buy him out or they trade him to a team who then buys him out in order to receive less with Eichel. I think it'll be interesting to watch, see what unfolds. However, I think if a trade's coming, it's the offseason. Agreed. I think so. Well, see some big, big moves this offseason, hopefully. Hopefully, it's a very interesting trade deadline. And hopefully, the Leafs do something. I'd always like to see them do something. If they don't have to, we don't really need to. But obviously, your Philip Forsberg trade prediction would be ideal. And we'll see what Dubas does. But right now, we've been playing really well. And let's just hopefully continue. 
Interesting Someone uh, bump in some doorbell music right now. In Paul's, <laughs> that's his. I think it's his clock, right? My my clock, yeah, my clock. It hit it hit one o'clock, so it's gonna ding once. I should I forgot that. I should have just muted the thing. But whatever. No, it's funny. I like it. <laughs> uh, background music. Thought for you guys. Do you think New York trades Alexis Lafreniere? In no chance. Deal? No chance. No chance. Despite the fact that he has five points. Okay, he's better now, but it took him the longest time to get his first goal. This guy was pointless for like 10 games. It was ridiculous. How many goals does he have, you said? He has three goals and two assists for five points in 20 games with a minus six. 20 games? Matthews had more goals than one. (laughs) (laughs) But um. I'm just well, saying. You, Ryan, you don't, you don't think that they tr- maybe trade him? No, they sooner give up Capo Caco. Oh, ew. Okay. And maybe Adam Fox, maybe. I don't know if they'd want to give him up. I also think if the Rangers trade for Eichel, Zabinijad is in that deal somehow. But if they go on to bring Skinner in, the price they have to pay becomes significantly less because it is a burden at this point to take on Jeff Skinner. Yeah. It's Let's a, move it's on. A f- Fat contract it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this part up. We have a couple other headlines I'm just going to mention. Uh, Trevor Zegris tries the Michigan goal against St. Louis the other night. Does not go in, but that would have been a very nice first goal of his career. Canadians finally got their first win under new interim head coach Ducharme. Yep. Patrick Kane, 400 career goals. Way to go, PK in 88. Now let's move on. We don't have too much time. We have about 20 minutes left of the episode. Our talk, random topics of conversation. I want to talk Johnny Tavares. Johnny, our captain. What's going on? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you guys with some stats. I'm going to take the reins back from Zach here. Go for it. He has not scored a goal in his last five games. And he has two goals in his last 17 games. Jeez. Yowza. Okay. I think you should... Mm. I don't know. He's just been on a downfall recently. But, like, Leafs Nation has been very hard on him. He, I, I don't think he's been playing that bad, considering he has 19 points in 23 games. It's just that because it's John Tavares and his first season here, he had 47 goals, right? Something yep. ridiculous like that. Career high. We expect him to score. And because he hasn't been, Leafs Nation's been like, oh, well, he's not the player he once was. Uh, always negative. As what I say, positivity always helps. I think John Tavares will get back into his groove. But right now, we need to find that piece to help him get back yeah. into his groove. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Zach? Is it bad to say that I don't care? <laughs> that he's not doing that bad? I don't care what he does in the regular season. As long as in the playoffs... He's that veteran, like a piece of that veteran leadership yep. that's driving us through the playoff. I don't really, like now, yeah, could he be scoring more? Yes. Has he looked terrible? No. No. I've been watching him in the Edmonton games. He's been doing nice moves. He's been getting chances. He hasn't been scoring, but he's not playing terribly. So I don't yeah, care if I he agree. doesn't set goal, his record in goals or points or whatever this season. Because that it'd be nice for him to do that. But he doesn't have to do that. We have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. Yeah, Those two, I agree. Two guys in the top five. Uh, I believe it's a top five of NHL scoring right now. That's okay. But in the playoffs, 
please, completely please different story. Show up. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll say this as well. He's getting his chances. He's, he's shooting about as much as he normally shoots. Um, his career shooting percentage. Uh, so if you don't know what that is, if you're listening, that is the percentage of your shots that are goals as a player. It could be, you could have a team shooting percentage. So Tavares, the percentage of his shots on net that go in and count as a goal. His career shooting percentage is 13.2%. He also had a 13.2% shooting percentage last season. This season, mm. he's at 9.2%, which season to season is a pretty big drop. So yeah. it kind of leads me to believe he's a little bit snake bitten, getting his chances, not really coming to fruition, but he's shooting a lot. Multiple games with four, three, four shots, he's getting his chances. He's had high danger chances. He's been all over the ice. If he was not getting his chances, I would be much more concerned. But I think they'll come, and I think the goals will follow shortly. I was just about to say, if he if he wasn't getting chances, it'd be a bigger concern. Yeah. But seeing him get the chances, you're, you're obviously going to expect something to happen eventually. He can't just be going like this the rest of the season if he's getting his chances. Yeah. So, so here's hopefully he finds a spark. Here's my question to you guys. I want your opinion. When Matthews comes back, mm-hmm. now that Nylander's kind of on the up and up, do you put Matthews with Nylander on the first line with, for the time being, let's say either Thornton or Kerfoot? Mm-hmm. Let's say Kerfoot. I like that more. And then do you put Tavares with Marner and Thornton as that line to kind of jumpstart Tavares because we know a, Nylander's starting to play well. Matthews is more than capable to, to generate his own play. And it's not like Nylander and Kerfoot aren't capable as well. What do you guys think of that? Uh, okay, here's the thing. So we know, we know Matthews is going to score regardless. We've seen him play with Nylander in the past. Fantastic. We've seen him play with Marner this year, lighting up the league. So realistically, if it means putting Marner with Tavares to switch things up for him to get a spark, I don't mind that. If Matthews plays with Nylander... I feel like he's still going to produce, especially as you said, Nylander's been playing well the past couple of games. So if we need Marner to play with Tavares to get him that spark, I'm all for it. Zach, what do you yeah. think? Uh, uh, you you want to stick uh, with what works, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of like, don't break up what works. Uh, I'd say anything but Tavares on the wing with Matthews is okay with me. I yeah, that has not worked. No, no, no. Like, these guys, like, as good as they are, they're both natural centers. Don't yeah. try and put one on the wing. Unless it's on the power play, then I don't care. But, like, yeah, yeah I agree. as long as it's not that, sure, try anything. Put Jimmy VC up there. No, no, no. Do not no, try no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> that experiment did not work. <laughs> no. Anything but that experiment. I'd rather have Spedza. I swear. I honestly would. So, so would I. Oh, well, so would I, too. But, hey, wait, maybe Jimmy VC just needs a spark, too. He started the year playing with Tavares. He started the year playing with Tavares. Well, he started the year Tavares goals too. Hold on. He started the year playing games. with Tavares and Nylander, and Tavares was on fire in like the first six games. Yeah. Jimmy VC, I'm sorry, buddy. You had your chance. Congrats on being a bottom feeder on this team. That's, that's the way it is. <laughs> Every time on Twitter, I see like, all right, Leafs Nation, best players, worst players. I swear the past like two, three weeks, it's just been VC as the worst player everyone's been saying. Yeah. All right, I want to move on. We have a lot to talk about still and not too much time left. We're kind of going to glance over it, but Nylander, three, four, sorry, four goals in the last three games. 
and Paul kind of teased it before. I picked him up in one of my fantasy hockey leagues because somebody decided to drop him. What which is the stupidest thing idea. ever. Scooped yeah. him up. Idea. I had to pay 10 free agent dollars, which is not real money. It's kind of like a, a fantasy hockey thing. Totally worth it because now he's, he's lighting the lamp. Four goals in three games. So, Leafs Nation, I'll, I'll, I'll accept my DMs of thanks later. Uh, a lot of buzz in Leafs Nation. We've kind of toyed with this in this episode. Our new look third line of Hyman Engvall Mikheyev has been fantastic, as the French say. <laughs> Good uh, defensively, th- Hyman is scoring. Zach, what are your thoughts? You know, it's it's super weird because normally you don't put a player into center, like unless they've established themselves on the on the wing and like proven that they can play well defensively, right? Because that center has that responsibility to be the third man back. But they put Engvall in the middle. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then all of a sudden he's playing way better than he did on the wing. I was like, I was my mind was almost almost blown. It wasn't like a mind blowing event. Flabbergasted. Yes, that is a fantastic word. I love it. Thank you. And it accurately describes this. It's flabbergasted that he's playing so much better at center. And does he maybe go fourth line center when Matthews returns? I'd honestly keep this line. I don't think so. I don't think so. Now that he's, we we spoke about this before in the Forsberg trade. You leave him there. You let him, you let Engvall do his thing and put uh, Kerfoot on the wing. Move him up in the lineup. I like it. It's, it almost creates a good problem because where do you put Simmons when he comes back? This is always a problem every team wants to have. It's a good problem to have. Yes. Let's keep going. We're running low on time here. Really quickly, I just wanted to mention, as I've, me and everyone else has been saying, Mikheyev continues to look dangerous on the power play. On the penalty, penalty kill, kill, sorry. On the penalty kill. Very dangerous. Lots of chances. The goals haven't come yet. I think he's a little snake bitten as well. I swear he's had more chances on the penalty kill than he's had on five on five. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Honestly. I'm not kidding. Okay, honestly. really quickly, I want to sneak in a two truths and a lie here. Really quickly. Because then we have to it. talk about the week ahead. Super quick. So you guys know the drill for those of you listening. I give Paul and Zach three statements, two of which are true. One is a big fat lie. It is their job to guess which one is the lie. They've both guessed one out of five correctly thus far on the potty. They do not know these beforehand. Here we go. Captain's edition. Ooh. Here we go. Not talking about Captain Morgan, though. Mm. Statement number one. Dion Phaneuf only had one season with the Maple Leafs where he had a positive plus minus. So Dion Phaneuf, only one season with the Maple Leafs where he had a positive plus minus. Statement number two. In his three years as captain of the Maple Leafs, Doug Gilmore was negative five or had a, a minus five plus minus in each of those three seasons. Three seasons as captain, each of those seasons, he was a negative five. Statement number three. As a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs, John Tavares has one hat trick. Hmm. Super quick recap. Statement one, Dion Phaneuf only one season with the Leafs where he had a positive plus minus. Statement two, in three years as a Maple Leaf, as captain of the Maple Leafs, sorry, Doug Gilmore, 
was a negative five in each of those three seasons. And statement three, as a Maple Leaf, John Tavares has one hat trick. And Paul, putting you on the hot seat. So for the John Tavares one, the only thing I can remember is when he played New Jersey and he scored four or five goals that one game. And people consider that a hat trick because he's got three goals plus. I can't remember him scoring another hat trick. The the Dion Phaneuf one was he had one season where he was a positive plus minus. Yep. That's very tough, but I think that's true. Gilmore playing, or uh, yeah, right? Yep. Minus five in all three seasons as captain? Yes, you got it. I could see that. I'm going to say the lie is, is Doug Gilmore going minus five in three seasons as captain. Okay, Zach, coming to you. What do you got? Yeah, Paul and I had the same thinking, especially on the Tavares one, because I remember that game. And I can't remember if it was New Jersey or Florida, but I remember he had four. Oh, no, Florida, you're right. Because I remember thinking, oh, man, he's like scoring like Matthews now, except Matthews did it in his very first game. So (laughs) I can't remember any other hat trick from him from there. So I'm going to say that's the truth. The lie, it's very obviously pointing towards the Gilmore one. But I think Ryan's trying to pull a fast one. So I'm actually going to, because it's like, everyone remembers Dion Phaneuf era as Unfortunately. Terrible. terrible. I remember him getting traded, and I actually remember dancing in class uh, after he got traded. Oh, I was so I was happy. Freaking out. It was fantastic. Anyway, I think... That the Dion Phaneuf one is the lie. Partially because I want to be different from Paul, and partially because the obvious one seems to be Gilmore, so I don't want to choose that one. <laughs> All right, boys. So last week, who was it that got it correct? Paul? Me. The week before it was Zach, and prior to those, you were both incorrect. And we're having a little bit of way back Wednesday, you were both incorrect again. What? It was Tavares? It was Tavares. So you guys were on the right track. Tavares had a four-goal game against the Florida Panthers on March 25th, 2019. Did he score first, a hat-trick against Chicago? He did score a hat-trick oh, against Chicago. Damn. It was his oh. third game as a Maple Leaf. Damn it. October totally 3rd, 2018. Oh, I thought that was a two-goal game. <laughs> it was a hat-trick. Damn. So, I thought that was – because I remember him scoring oh. – a couple of goals in that game, I just forgot if it was a hat trick. Damn. He, yep. he was a beauty in that game, too. He oh was a certified gosh. beauty. Oh, um, his hat trick goal was that one, like, short side top corner from the side. And he was, like, on his knees or something ridiculous. Like, oh, we're so stupid. You guys have a better memory than I do. I would not have known that. Anyway, that's why I'm the line master out here. Dion Phaneuf <laughs> was a was a plus two in 2013-14. And if I'm just reading from the beginning of his Leafs tenure to the end, his seasons went negative two, negative two, negative 10, negative four, two, negative 11, negative four. Great Maple Leaf right there. Ew. Doug Gilmore (laughs) in 94-95, 95-96, and 96-97 as Maple Leaf captain, negative five plus minus each of those three seasons. I cannot make that up. Damn. Well, Johnny T better score a hat trick today. <laughs> that would be nice. I'd love that. So that was two truths and a lie. I love this segment because I'm not the one who has to guess. I'm glad it's you two. So I love guessing I, it. Actually, I think we're gonna keep it. It seems to be. I don't know if we fans original Sixers, but it's an us favorite. I like it. 
So, hey, sometimes you're for the people, sometimes you're for the boys. That's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> Always for the boys. Wednesday podcasts are for the boys. That's a new thing. Put it on a flag. Um, mm. Let's go into the week ahead. We have just over around under five minutes. Um, tonight against Edmonton, will we get another shutout? We'll see. Uh, Thursday, so tomorrow, it's a back-to-back against the Canucks. Saturday, Canucks again. Tuesday, against the Jets, who we have not played in a while this season. Paul, you got mm-hmm. the record predictions right. Feel free to, to, to provide the info for everyone for our predictions. All right. So I'll just start with my prediction first. I'm going to go 3-1-0. I feel like we're going to win the first three games, and I feel like a loss is coming in Winnipeg. I hope I'm wrong. I feel like we'll win tonight, we'll win tomorrow, and we'll win on Saturday. Zach being very positive, which I love seeing, 3-0-1. Oh, so uh, what do you think, Zach, about quickly the rundown, the breakdown? Uh, I think one of those losses comes against Vancouver. I think it's very easy to assume that we'll defeat Vancouver just because they haven't been playing too, too well. They, ha- they had a shutout win recently. But, uh, yeah, I think one of those is going to go to overtime, and uh, that's what we'll take our only loss of the week. So it's OT loss. Yes. Okay. And they did have a shutout against Winnipeg. Ryan being eh, not bad. Two, one, and one. Eh, not bad. Not bad. Could be more positive, but what can you do? We've had all the other options taken. What do you think? Uh, This is what I got. Playing Edmonton again, third straight game tonight. You'd expect after the first shutout to not see the same result from Edmonton, but we did. Are you really going to keep Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid at bay three games in a row? The answer is no. Back-to-back tomorrow to Vancouver. Who knows? Then Vancouver again. Then we come to Winnipeg, who's now second in the North Division standings. They are 7-3-0 in their last 10. Figured stuff out. My boy Neil Pionk is like defenseman of the year (laughs) right now. I love Neil Pionk. Don't ask why. Fantasy. Um, Yeah, I have him in both my fantasy leagues. I do like him a lot, though. He's a good player. Uh, I see a loss... Or an overtime loss tonight. Two dubs okay. against the Canucks. And then loss or overtime loss against Winnipeg. That's what I got. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's 4-0. I hope so too, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. That's pretty much all we got. Paul, yeah. you want to you wanna do the wrap-up since you're... Uh... All right. Since you so, got the predictions. You, you, you send us home. All right. Don't, so, don't mess up. I don't want to have to jump in. See you guys next Wednesday for another fantastic Original Six episode. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe. Follow on the podcast, whatever platform you're listening to, and leave a review for us. We might look at it. We might not. I probably will look at it. Ryan said he won't. And if our it's nice, I will. Favorite words besides Pasta Matthews? Time for lunch. Okay, that too. But go Leafs, go. Holy skull. And another fantastic episode on the party. Zach, super quick, wizard prediction. prediction. As soon as you say it, I'm ending the episode. As soon as you say it. As soon as you say it. uh, Joseph Wall gets the start uh, in the first game against Vancouver.